Hey everyone, I'm Mariah, the founder of Content Queen, a content agency and educational business for entrepreneurs and online business owners. I'm a digital nomad, passionate traveler, serial rambler, and big dreamer with a purpose to inform and educate. So I started this podcast to help more people like you on all things content marketing, creation, and business to help you build a more profitable brand using content marketing as a strategy. Join me as I share my top tips, my struggles, and my triumphs to help you and your business. Remember, content is key, and that's why I love being the content queen. Hello, gang. How are we? Happy New Year. Firstly, that is what I want to say. Obviously, I'm recording this in 2021, but that's okay, because Happy New Year. I hope you had an amazing break. I am officially back listening to this live. I'll be back from my break. I wanted to get this filmed recorded so that I didn't have to do it in the first week of Jan and yeah so that's why and also because I wanted to completely switch off for the Christmas break. So as the title suggests I wanted to do an episode all around a 2021 reflection piece around Content Queen. So this is just going through some of the major wins, things like that, but really to inspire and help you with your reflecting in your own business. Um, Of course, I want to be mindful that it's just not me talking about all the success that we had. So I want to share, you know, some challenging times and what we did to get through it. And then, um, yeah, just all the strategies we tried, how you can use this exercise yourself. And I wanted to do a little comparison of 2020 versus 2021, because when I actually put this together, I was like, holy moly, so much has changed. And I think this is a really powerful exercise to do as well. So let's get started. And what I did is I did what I loved, what I didn't love, what worked, what didn't work, and all these things. So let me get started with that. And this episode really is to ring in the new year with something lighthearted, but also for those who have followed the journey and for you to do it yourself as a little bit of inspiration of honestly, like, you know, if, if you had told me this is where I would be at in my business at the end of 2021, honestly wouldn't have believed you. So wherever you are in your journey, it's totally, totally possible. And one thing that I wanted to point out is it doesn't really matter where you've started or how you've began. You've made a start. And I think um, it's just really, really important to reflect. So what I loved, what I loved in 2021 was strategy, storytelling, writing, being organized, learning to be a leader, making membership content for the Content Queen membership, planning content and strategy sessions. That is what I absolutely loved to do in 2021. And writing this out just helped me realize what I need to do more of in 2022 and how the business model will change in 2022, which I am going to talk about in next week's episode because the business is changing, things are changing, and it's going to be a really good way to show you how you can change things up in your business from a content perspective, from a marketing perspective, and all that jazz. What I didn't love in 2021, because it's not always just about all the good things, right? I didn't love getting paid for my time and not my knowledge. I, I, I didn't like being tracked by time. And that's a business model that I made. That is what I made, of course. So that is something I'm reflecting on for 2022. 
always executing the content was something I didn't love in 2021. So what I mean by this was I love having big picture ideas, but then also having to execute it as well is tiring. So within my business and especially, and also with clients, I want to be able to think of the big picture ideas and have people around me to help execute, right? Also, what I didn't love is admin that I didn't need to do. So things that I could have easily outsourced, even if they took five minutes, like for example, um, sending something to another freelancer from one freelancer to the next. Why? Why am I doing that? Even though, yes, it's a five minute job, I didn't love it. I didn't love doing that. So there were some things that I didn't love in 2021. Of course, we know the obvious, like getting sick and being inconsistently in and out of hospital. I also didn't really love um, selling on Instagram. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that um, in a moment. Uh, what worked for my business? And maybe you're the same, maybe you're not. Email marketing to sell worked so much better for me than Instagram. Instagram was more of an educational space. And that's what did work in 2021 rather than a selling channel. It was an educational space to help build my funnel rather than it being the end goal of my funnel. Uh, what worked? Networking, of course, having a network um, and just branching out and meeting new people and being open to any opportunity that comes along. Building the personal brand, uh, starting my own personal space rather than content queen being my own identity. I loved doing that and I think it worked really well for where I was at in my journey. And collaborating. I loved collaborating Instagram lives, podcast interviews, featured um, articles, guest blogging, it's like collaboration reels worked so well for me. And it's so funny because like I started doing this as kind of as soon as the content queen Instagram started. And it's funny how I'm seeing it pop up so much more that now the collaboration feature has started, but like, guys, you don't have to wait for a feature to come. Just start doing it yourself. What didn't work? What didn't work for me in my business, um, was black Friday and, um, I'm going to talk about that in a second and selling launching on Instagram. It didn't work for my business. Um, it's obviously worked for other businesses. I'm sure people are thinking that's a mindset thing. That's whatever. But I just said, it didn't fill me up. As I said, I didn't love it. So that was something that I reflected on that didn't work. Um, of course, there's always multiple things, but I think these are the important stuff. And from doing this exercise, what I learned was networking is key and my biggest profit builder. And that's where channels like Instagram, LinkedIn come into play because this is where you start to build the network on the social media channel and, you know, referral programs, like having, if, if people are referring you, um, then why not build a referral program? It entices people around you to refer you more, right? Or entices the people that could refer you, but aren't. Uh, number two was Instagram is a community building platform for me. So not so much a direct selling one. As I said, it's like the beginning of my funnel rather than the bottom. Number three is I love storytelling and I love strategy. So stay tuned for the next episode where I'm going to talk more about how this comes into play. Number four was Black Friday isn't my jam. And this is what I think about this, right? Okay. So... Black Friday is now very saturated and I'm, and it is also a very much a B2C selling time. So if you're a product-based business, it's a no-brainer. As a service base, 
if you aren't seeing success in Black Friday, think about maybe having random sales times via email or via your social media. It doesn't have to be on Black Friday. You can do it. But I also have had conversations with people where even if they didn't sell directly on Black Friday, it was a great lead gen for December where December is really busy for them. They're in the United States. It's very different to being in Australia where everyone's kind of switching off in December. So, you know, review how it's like long-term helped you, not just like on that sales day because it could be helping you further on down the track. But for me, I think random sales through my email marketing, and that's what makes my email list so special, right? Because you get exclusive things. Number five was email marketing is my biggest selling channel. And that is just something I learned from launching the membership. I hadn't really launched um, much through my email list in 2021, uh, 2020, sorry. So it was very interesting to do it in 2021 with a bigger list and more of a launch runway. And it just worked so much better for me. Number six and the last one is social media doesn't have to be your core channel. Now, I had a strategy session today um, with an amazing soul and I said to them, you know, social media doesn't have to be your core channel. You could do a blog or, you know, an email list or a podcast and that becomes your core channel. And we get so caught up in social media having to be, to be you know, this major space, but it actually can be just part of the strategy. And that's what it looks like for me. My podcast, my blog, my email is way more important in the strategy. Instagram's fun. Instagram's easy to show up on, but it is not my core space. It is an educational space. It's this top of my funnel, right? So that's where you can see the core channels might be further down the funnel. So that was just a really amazing reflection that I did. It really helped me learn, you know, what I can do moving forward for 2022. Yeah, and, and just like, even I haven't done, um, as I'm currently recording this, and even once this has come out, I wouldn't have done the full stats for the year. And that's why sometimes we don't always have to plan 2022 before 2022 or the year begins because we don't have all the data. We don't have all the facts. So that's why it's really good to reflect and then take some time to look at the numbers, make assumptions, to, and then the testing of those assumptions are your goals for the following quarter, the following year. So the next thing that I laid out when I did my goals in 2021 was I wanted to have two major goals. I had a lot of projects that I ran, but I wanted to have two major ones. And that was building an agency and building a membership. Now, obviously what happened at the start of January is there was so much uncertainty for me with my health. It was very hard and paralyzing for me to make decisions about what 2021 looked like. I had big goals, big dreams. I wanted to build this agency, build this membership, but I felt like I was stuck. I felt like it was really hard to commit to things. So I took a pause. I took a break. As you know, I took a break from the podcast. I took a break from social. I showed up when I needed to. And then I came back when I was ready. And that was when the membership actually shifted from something I thought it was going to be into something it is now more of a template-based membership rather than a very community-based membership. And that felt really good for me in the moment. With the agency, I had massive goals. I wanted to pretty much have it all done. And then I realized that it needed to be done in stages. And I kind of realized that in Jan. So then I picked that back up when I had time. Of course, I kind of already started it because I had the amazing Shannon working in the team 
and, um, you know, serving clients. So that was just the one step. But then I worked out what I needed to do to build the agency was become a leader myself. So then instead of needing to get all these people around me straight away, it was in stages of building up my leadership and then bringing people in once I was at that next stage of leadership and then working out what type of agency was it project management based where I handle the client or was it freelancer based in terms of uh, account managing? I think it's still going to be a little bit of both. I'm still navigating that, but they were my two major goals. And obviously it took a massive hit when I thought I was going to have to have this major surgery, very in limbo in January, but it's just been incredible to reflect the turnaround and to be able to get this agency up and running to a degree and to have a membership is just to me is so special and I'm, I'm truly proud of not just myself but the team to be able to create that that was just amazing now one thing I also reflected in 2021 and I'm very mindful that this podcast is probably going to go a little bit back and forth um yeah so I'm sorry about that but when I added up all the clients across a few different platforms that I generate clients from zero invoicing, FIFA, where I still do get some jobs, Kartra, where I sell courses and programs, and Dubsado, where I, I've kind of integrated people into zero, but still use Dubsado for contracts, questionnaires, booking calls, things like that. I served 51 clients in 2021. And... When I say this, 51 clients, of course, have crossed some courses, but 51 clients that a lot of them were on retainers and a lot of them, some finished in 2021, but a lot of them I've had for 12 months or six months. So to me, that's pretty special. And to serve 51 clients and also battle two tumors or battle, I don't know what I, if it's the right word, but to overcome the surgery and the two tumors, 51 clients. Like I, I just, this isn't to gloat or to, but it's just one of those things. Like you can also achieve that. No doubt about it. Now I did a podcast episode at the start of 2020. I think it was the start of 2020 or the start of, yes, start of 2020. And it was, I served 151 clients in 2019 whilst having a full-time job. Amazing, not going to take away from that amazing achievement. But that was very transactional. One thing, here you go, goodbye. One thing, here you go, goodbye. Or it was 150 jobs or something. But 51 clients, individual people that needed ongoing support, it's just like, I couldn't believe it when I added it up. I was just, yeah, so amazed and so proud of just everyone in the team as well because. Everyone within the Content Queen team has played just a vital role in being able to serve those clients. So it's been amazing. So this next little segment of my 2021 review, which, as I said, is very back and forth, is the highlights and the lowlights. I want I wanted to highlight the lowlights, if that makes sense, because it was not easy and it was the hardest year to date in business and the hardest year to date in my life. Um, so highlights of the year first was of course serving 51 clients. Like, wow, I was just blown away. A hundred podcast episodes. We reached a hundred podcast episodes throughout the year. Um, obviously we didn't do a hundred in the year, but a hundred podcast episodes was the milestone we reached. Building the team, 
um, up to, you know, five more team members. Uh, so now we're at seven. Taking a role as a leader was a massive highlight, so challenging, like beyond anything I've ever imagined, but something that's really important as an entrepreneur that we need to think about and consider and take on. Being featured in podcasts and magazines, um, I have a featured page on my website that just showcases some of those. Um, and yeah, I was so amazed by all of that. Um, those opportunities that come my way, uh, started the Instagram of content queen. And I was reflecting this with Shannon. Um, we had a, we had a chat on, um, during the week and we were like, as if we started content queen Instagram this year, like it was May, we've nearly reached a thousand followers. We just, it felt, it feels like we've had it forever. And it's just like the community we've been able to build through it and just, yeah, it's insane. And I think like, Anyone that creates content consistently should be super proud of themselves because like it's huge, right? To be able to create consistent podcasts, blogs, social media posts, like it's amazing because you can achieve so much in a period of time without going, I want to take away from the vanity of nearly a thousand followers um, and focus more in on the value and the amount of content created, right? I think that's really important. Another highlight was page one of Google. Um, I'm still getting a lot of traffic to my website from blogs that when you type in what is the purpose of content marketing, I come up uh, super like amazed by that. Another thing that really amazed me this year was I had a reel that reached 317,000 people. And that to me is just insane, right? It was a reel about my health journey. Um, it talked a lot about what I had de dealt with and you know, not necessarily directly about my business. Didn't, I like, honestly can't attribute it to leading to any business opportunities, but connections with people that were experiencing Whipple's operations. And that's also, you know, content in itself, right? And when you create for a niche, you find that niche. I think that's a really valuable lesson from that. But it was just, I remember like waking up and I posted it in like May, right? And then it was June or July that it just started to blow up. And I was like, whoa, the power of creation, right? The power of being consistent and creating something and having a message and having a niche. That's that the whole lesson from that is that. The next highlight was selling to an email list and finding the importance of an email list. And it was just like that light bulb moment when I realized that like Instagram's amazing and social media is great. But it's also there's so many opportunities in other platforms and not holding so much to one space and being able to navigate others. And if you are only on one channel and you're doing it really well, stay like that. Don't feel like you have to dip into others just right now if it's still overwhelming for you. And I always recommend sticking to one platform to begin with and then branching out. But the ability to find what was most important in my business to market was just like so amazing because I think, you know, the first year and a half of business for me, maybe even two, was just experimenting and it's still an experimentation journey and it will always be an experimentation. There's always going to be a new level. But when I realized that and could accept that, it was just like mind blown and it just makes you feel less pressured about needing to have all of these um, analytics and like numbers and vanity worked out right away. The next one was like starting TikTok was a highlight for me. It wasn't for business. It was for my personal journey. 
Um, but I had a video reach 60,000 people and I had people reach out to me on Instagram who found me on TikTok. One of them being a 15-year-old girl from South America who had a tumor in her bowel and reached out to me because she was terrified of her operation. As I said, nothing to do with Content Queen as a business, but shows the power of content and creating and sharing your message and sharing your story. And that was the highlight that came out of that because if I continue to share my story and if you do the same, you are going to reach people. And, and that's why storytelling is so important. It's so important. And I have people reach out to me where their mothers have had Whipples, their dads have had Whipples, and they found me through a Whipples hashtag on Instagram, on TikTok, and they were so grateful they found me because they saw that I was 27 years old. I looked extremely healthy. I was running a business. I was still traveling. And that gave them hope for their parent that they would get through it. And to me, that was just so amazing. Like I didn't, I didn't care about like getting business opportunities. It, that's not what it was about. Of course, obviously, if I'm sharing my health journey, it is not about a business opportunity. But it just shows the power of content. But the power of what I do to help people with their content. So that's what happens with me, right, is I experiment a lot with content to show this to others of like how powerful it actually is. And that's just so amazing to me. The last one was four paid speaking opportunities, which blew my mind as well. I did my first speaking opportunity in twenty start of 2020. It was for free and I loved every second of it. And so this year to be paid for them, like I remember um, – what the local council that I, I grew up in uh, contacted me. They found me through, I did a gift. And this is this is why taking opportunities and putting yourself out there and networking is so important, right? I did a incubator program as a startup for my local council. I applied for it, got into it. It was called Gips Techs or Gips Startup. Did the program, you pitch your business at the end and a woman from the local council saw my pitch, contacted me six months later probably no, like nearly 12, like nine months later and said, Hey, I I have had you in mind. We're doing this uh, webinar series. Our budget is a thousand dollars or 900. And I was like, what? They're like, is that budget? Okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. No worries. (laughs) I'd never been paid for a speaking opportunity. And it's going to get paid a thousand dollars, like for an hour. It was just like amazing. And this is where the power of putting yourself out there is so important through content, through networking, through opportunities, because these things come up and we know exponential growth, right? Something I've talked about for a long, long time is consistency and time equals results. So if you're consistently showing up in places and you are giving it time and you are like things come up, it is just astounds me. Like even, you know, being part of coaching programs got me involved with this featured magazine, this featured opportunity, which also was a huge, huge, huge highlight for me. Um, and I will be doing more in 2022. But like these little pockets of things create more. And and sometimes you don't even realize it until you reflect that, oh my God, that networking event I went to two years ago and connected with this one person has then connected me with this person. And it's just like, it's like pay it forward, right? The movie just, anyway. That's the highlights. I had so many more, but I, I could talk for ages. I am going to do a blog because I do this uh, founders blog on my website as just like something fun, something for my own personal page. 
Um, and I'm going to do a hundred things. I got this inspiration from Leticia, shout out to my beautiful client who did 111 things that happened, learnt, were done in 2021. And I'm going to do one for that in Jan. So there'll be so many more, but they were just like the key ones. And if I've missed one, I'm going to be annoyed at myself, but that's okay. Cause it'll get displayed in some way. Now the low lights. So yes, 2021 was fabulous for my business. It was amazing, but there were also times where there were unaligned work or unaligned clients, um, unaligned situations in my business that I maybe have said yes to that didn't work for me. Um, our stress was caused through that, no fault of anybody's. And when I say unaligned clients, it never means that uh, that person was wrong or bad or anything. It's just, it didn't work, right? And that happens. But it is also a low light, right? It also is hard where that happens because it causes unnecessary stress. But at the same time, it gets you closer to understanding who your aligned audience is and who you will say yes to in the future. But it happens. And I think, I don't know when you fully work it out and you fully say yes to others and no to anyone else. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not too sure. But I think that's just what business is about, is just learning, growing, developing. I also did a reel um, in in the year, uh, middle of uh, maybe July, no, August, September, something. Because I was really feeling, bus- I, I was really struggling with business at this point in time. Um, I was running myself ragged, taking on too much stress. That's when my pain started. Um And I'll put it in the blog, but it made me realize why people quit business and why businesses don't work out. Because I was on this high of like, business is amazing. I love it. I work like every single hour of every single day. But no, you have more than life than just business. And the first few years you're in this business bubble. And it can always be like that. Like there's, there's you know, you want to love it. Otherwise, you're in your, but there's times where it's really hard. And this is ebbs and flows. And this is something Leticia, my beautiful coach and client, talks about the ebbs and flows of business. Not everything is amazing. And I had this really, like, tough time in August, September, um, just trying to work out also who I was as a person. Like, I went from being this very go, 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 hustle, hustle, sleep when you're dead person um, to, holy shit, I have to be very conscious about my health and wrap myself in bubble wrap to then coming out and being like, I don't know which direction to go. And I know neither are good for me, but I can't find this balance. And I don't know what that is. And I don't know if I'm not party goer Mariah who can achieve anything then, and I'm not this, let's just like feel sorry for the tumor recoverer, cancer recoverer. Like I I just really struggled with who I was and it was tough. It was really hard. And yes, the health problem, which I will touch on in a second, was easily the hardest thing of 2021. This was really hard. And um, especially when you have to put on, you don't have to put on a front, but you have to get things done. 
and you have to push through and you have to honor at the same time. And it's a massive challenge. And yeah, I, I, if, if you ever go through this challenge of not sure where you, where you want to be in business, um, the only thing I could do was surrender and navigate when I could and work on the pockets of inspiration I had. Also, I had failed launches. I had some content templates I launched for, I, I mean, I sold a few, one or two or three, but, you know, there's failed launches. I think it always happens. Um, you learn every time, right? Um, but, yeah, the, the lowest of lows was the tumor diagnosis and having to navigate my business and having to take time out and having to, you know, get help from my team who were very young Um also, I was young and inexperienced in business, um, and it's crazy how much you can actually do when you have to. And you know, shout out to particularly Shannon who picked up a lot of the slack when I was away and made sure things got done. And I made money in March, and I could, you know, I still had to pay rent, still had to had bills. You know, bills don't stop just because you're in hospital. Um, clients stopped, of course. And it was so hard, not just from my own mental struggle and my own battle with staying well, but, you know, what would that look like for my business? Can I recover? Like, could I get back from this if I have this time off? Like, it's it's hard. Um, and, you know, I've done some podcasts and some blogs on how I navigated that, um, which you can go back and check out. Because I think it relates to any state because that hospital visit and that month stay in hospital, which was only meant to be two weeks, so I had to adapt very quickly and change my plans. But obviously had amazing clients and amazing communication. But when you have to very quickly make time for yourself, it helps you when you do want to have holidays. So this showed me the importance of having a team and having processes and procedures. And that's why processes and procedures became a priority and a project for me towards the back end of this year. So that when I do go away, my team isn't reliant on me and they can do their jobs and things happen and things get done. And unfortunately I had to get thrown into a very shitty situation to realize this, but every time I now go away, so this has helped me for this Christmas break. So I've communicated with my clients. I knew when to do that. I knew what needed to be done, what needed to be batched, what needed to be organized. And I can have this time off from now on safely, not safely, but like mentally safely, like I feel organized. And that hospital stay, I had to do it very quickly. I had to adapt. And, you know, with with the tumors, with the diagnosis, with the ongoing struggles of being in hospital I mean I've been in hospital three times this year not to mention the countless amount of scans and tests and bloods COVID tests everything I've had to have this year um the support has been incredible not just from my family and friends um but from all of you guys on Instagram from the podcast always checking in on me always replying to my stories and just showing me so much love that that's what makes me the most grateful um, because I honestly, you know, people say like, what can we do to support you? How can we help you? Like the thoughts and the messages mean the world to me because you don't feel alone. And 
this year I went to yoga when I was living back home. Also a challenge, COVID, of course, was a massive low light. But honestly, being in lock, being, doing all the lockdown and everything um, just became a little bit ridiculous at the end. And it was a huge, huge low light. But you know what? Like it's everyone's. Um, we all went through it and no one's was what, like, I mean, you know, uh, let's just not even go there. Um, but yeah, so I, I went to yoga, um, when I was living back home, beautiful yoga studio in Gippsland. Um, and this woman come to the desk and said, I have to pause my membership and like, that's okay. No problem. And she's like, no, it's not okay because I don't want to. Um, but I've been diagnosed with these two tumors, um, in my jaw. Oh, one tumor in her jaw. And at the time I was filling out my form. It's like, what what health conditions do you have or what major surgery have you recently had? And um, she was talking and I just turned to her and I said, look, I'm really sorry you're going through this. Um, and I explained my story and my journey. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, I really need to hear this. And I, and she said, you know, I haven't even told my friends and family, no one even like my close family know, but that's it. And I said, look, I told my whole, like in outer inner circle on Instagram, 